I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Hey, thank you for dropping in here on my podcast. I always like having you here. Going to do something tonight that I have never done before. Now, I've done this podcast for a lot of years. But tonight, I'm going to tell you a short story all the way through. And I hope you'll give it a listen. It's not autobiographical, but it is such a close parallel to something that really happened in my life. And that something really changed my life. So it was very hard to write and record this story. But when I finished the recording, <laughs> it felt like I had just taken a long and relaxing shower. The story is called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. It'll be in two sections. Here's part one. This is a story about two pilots and a normal human being. It's also a story about trading a life full of trust for a moment of truth. There are no heroes or villains, but unfortunately, there are winners and losers. Now, before you pass judgment on any of these people, please stop for just a moment and think, what would you have done under the same circumstances if nobody would have ever found out? Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like mom and apple pie or beauty and the beast. But tonight, your beast touched another woman, my love. We really are like beauty and the beast. You are so lovely. I've never lied to you before. But how can I tell you? How can I trade your trust for this truth? I won't have to tell you. You'll know. You'll hear it in my voice first. Then you'll see it in my eyes. That's the way it always has been when something goes wrong. I know what beauty loves about this beast. It's the absolute concentration on our love. I used to watch you so carefully in the moonlight that the night turned purple around you. Your sleeping face became so beautiful, so supple. You lit every cell in your body with the warm golden light that you feel inside. You always slept so close to innocence, especially after we made love. Most nights your skin has a scent of yellow and blue wildflowers mixed with smoke from a hardwood fire about it. And those are the nights when beauty wants to make love with her beast. And now it's only a question of time until you know. A question of time. Ten minutes. That's all it was. Just an ounce of loving that I gave her. A drop of concentration from the ocean that belongs to you. How many Christmas Eves full of homemade presents? How many children's questions? How many laughs and tears have we shared, my love? How long have you been my beauty, my woman, my trusted friend? Not touching you now would be a sin against the God who gave us to each other. Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like beauty and the beast. Now, if I ever trade your trust, my love, for this truth, how will I ever touch you again? 
how will I ever touch you again? And how could a man who calls a woman my love ever be unfaithful to her? And if he is unfaithful, even only once, can she ever have faith in him again? And just as important, can he ever regain his faith in himself? How could a thing like that happen? It was midnight. It was windy. It was cold. The coffee was so old that it tasted like it had a crust. There was a familiar smell of aviation gas and dust hanging over the old brown cracked leather couch in the pilot's lounge. You know, most people think of airports, they think of JFK or O'Hare or LAX. Airports, their destinations. But this was just a fuel stop runway in the middle of a trip. A trip that had 500 more miles to go in a little four-seat airplane. It was getting bounced around pretty badly on a raw, nasty, dangerous, icy night. It should have meant 50 more gallons of gas for the plane and about 10 minutes of rest for the pilot. There was just enough light from an old green shaded lamp to trace the out-of-place tinkle of dangle earrings flickering under long, shining, soft brown hair. She had a soft voice, quick smile, warm laugh. She was slowly running her fingers through her hair when one of her fingernails clicked against some uncomfortable clasp that slowly came undone. She was instantly vulnerable, warm, unprotected. Every mysterious woman I've ever met. She became a quick question mark in the long, everyday story of our lives, my love. You were so far away. There were 500 miles of black winter wind and deadly ice between us. And her soft lips were smiling close enough to feel her breath on my cheek. I know trust is forever. I know dreams are for lifetimes. But temptation is a moment out of time. So it has no respect for all of our years. Happened in an instant. The stranger became a lover. You became a stranger, my love. I meant to love you forever. I wanted to take you flying with me for the rest of your life. I meant to concentrate on only you. I only broke the rules once during all of our years together. Just one fatal broken rule. I guess love is much more perfect than I can ever be. According to the books, we'll both fall in love again. But I don't remember how to be in love without you. Well, you can only break perfect rules once, so it doesn't matter if I do it again. I'll just keep as far away from love as I can. But how will I face Christmas Eve without you? And the summer ocean. And children's questions. I didn't even know the woman's name, or where she lives, or how old she is. My God, in a singles bar, you'd at least have a chance to find out if she were a Gemini. It was supposed to be just a refueling stop. She didn't say, don't leave. She didn't say, please come back. She just said, thank you. Just thank you. As if it had either been a very long time 
or she was afraid that it would be the last time. I didn't even know her name. There are always more questions than answers on an answering machine. There's a commercial Friday at 2. Can you make it? The printing isn't going to be done in time for the seminar. Can you use a partial order? Where the heck were you this weekend? We played stickball without you and we won. Can you stay away next weekend too? Ha, ha, ha. And the usual hang-ups. And an unusual one. Hang-up, hang-up, hang-up. Long pause. And tears. Tears that I've heard before. They go with the voice that said, Go to her and be happy. Don't look back. Just go. I knew that voice from the time it was full of young girl giggles. It sang Christmas carols next to me in church. It screamed my name when we made love. It laughed with quick kisses when I almost missed you. It groaned with rich, long, red, deep, wet kisses when I caught you by surprise. Are you all right? What did you call? Was it the middle of the night? Did you have that nightmare where the man with no face pops out of a hole and grabs you? You're not getting sick, are you? That usually happens when you're getting sick. Why did you call? Did loneliness take that big a bite out of your pride? Or did you meet someone who made you feel sorry for me? That wouldn't be a big surprise. You're much more beautiful than I've ever been able to get you to understand. Or did you just call to find out if I still love you? You're not losing faith in yourself, are you? Don't try to run from yourself. You could get lost. Then where would you be? Of course, I still love you. It's just none of your business anymore. Pilots are taught that altitude is usually your friend. Got a problem? Climb. Well, I certainly have a problem. It's time to climb into my airplane and think. There's nothing out there but the midnight. As far as you can see. The altimeter hands point to 10,000 feet. But it might as well be 10,000 miles. An occasional star pops through the broken layer of clouds above, but the layer below is solid. There's hardly any outside perspective at all except the single-engine growl of my airplane. You don't know if you should feel big or small, old and beautiful or young and ugly. Only the instruments can tell if you're right side up, and they sometimes lie. But the only feeling here is that I am absolutely alone. Under the clouds, there are touch-me looks flicking across rooms, private words purring in velvet places, supple leather, black lace, and soft lips coming undone for careful fingertips and on careful words. 
Telephones are cradled on naked shoulders. And the night is flexing with lovers moving together in the dark. Babies are crying. People are taking each other's lives, earning or losing each other's trust, and trying to deal with being alone. We always meant to make love here, two miles above the city. We were going to take a summer and fly all the way across the country, stopping to eat at small-town diners and sleeping under the wing. We were going to always be in love. But someone taught us both that there are rules that we must follow, as if life were some kind of baseball game. But you only get one strike this season. And the first time you touch a member of the other team with your naked body, for any reason, you're gone. Is that how the rule reads, my love? Was I out as soon as I touched her? Or was it as soon as I took pleasure in the seduction? Would I have been safe if I hadn't enjoyed it? Or if at least one of us had been wearing a more proper uniform? Could you have looked the other way if her lips had been a little cooler? Exactly what was it that I did with her that got me ejected from the game? Every game has its limits. Nine innings, three outs. But only one mortal sin, and you're gone. I have loved you all of the days of my life, and all but one of the nights. You don't want to send me away, but that's the way your rule book reads. And so I must leave you as I have loved you. And I have loved you, not perfectly, but well. And so I will leave you all the rest of the days of my life. And all but one of the nights. It may be tomorrow. It may be next year. It may be a decade or two. But one night, when touch-me looks are flickering across rooms, Private words are purring in velvet places. Supple leather, black lace, and soft lips are coming undone for careful fingertips. One night when babies are crying, people are taking each other's lives, and I am still trying to deal with being without you. Then listen, my love, for a single engine airplane growling two miles up in the clouds, and you and I will love just one more night. Who was this woman? What's her game? I'm going to find out. I'm going to see her by the light of day. If nothing else, it'll give me a chance to practice that old game called keep away. Voices are shaped like the people who own them. The voice in my headphones just now that said, park it on the grass next to the blue and white Cessna, thank you, was low and quiet. 
and very female. It sounded like it was used a lot for laughing. It was comfortable, confident, and caring. You expect that kind of voice on one of those slow-motion perfume commercials with lots of sensual, soft-focus suggestions. Not on the mostly male sounds of an airport. The last time I heard that voice, it was saying thank you from deep in a tumble of long, shining, dirty blonde hair. Not please come back. Not please stay. Just thank you. I don't know why I'm here if I'm going to play the keep away game. I guess the answer is right behind this door. Rooms you've only seen by the light of an old cold stove in the middle of a cold winter night look different in the daytime. Today, this is a family room. It's the family of people who love to fly. Mostly, but not always, their name is Pilot. Some families are bound together by blood or love or money. This family is held together by the love of the sky and the respect and joy that the members share with each other. They have a uniform. It's mostly leather jackets and jeans and baseball caps with sunglasses. Talk is easy, familiar, and friendly. Her smile is businesslike. She's explaining the use of flaps to a student pilot. He doesn't seem to care that she is bent over his chart so close to him that he must be able to feel her body warmth. She's the only woman in the room. I can still taste her and smell her and feel her. Ten minutes with her cost me the woman I've loved all of my grown-up life. And I don't know if she somehow knew that I'd be back or if she was afraid I might come back. I don't even know if she cares either way. I don't want to care if she cares. But the answer is in her voice. I didn't know if you'd be back, she says. Thank you. is a hard, tough word when you hurt. I love you, but... We regret to inform you, but... We'd like to help you, but... And here she sits across the small red Formica-top diner table. Alert, sensitive, supple. She has the ability to string simple words together into delicate, precise, three-dimensional pictures. The thing that happened between us the other night, I enjoyed, she says. No, I needed exactly the way it was. She
she is using carefully chosen words that are more effective than sentences. Blue eyes set a little closer than they should be. Long, dark blonde hair pulled back into a little girl ponytail. Small ringlet curls around the back of her neck, disappearing down the collar of a soft, dark blue sweater. Please don't ask me to explain. Her voice is warm and sure. Full, soft breasts, matter-of-factly pushing the unzipped black leather flight jacket apart. She's wearing gray drawstring cotton sweatpants and impossibly small red canvas sneakers. One foot is comfortably tucked under her backside. How do women do that? Like most sexy people, she works at being something else. She's a fully rated pilot, a dedicated teacher, and a giggling punt runner. She looks like 32, with a fresh, clean complexion that says she spends a good deal of time outdoors. She's deep in thought right now. And that's obviously familiar territory. Here it comes. The butt. But thank you, is all she says. She's thinking with her body and feeling with her mind. And she knows I've seen that man's heavy silver chain bracelet she wears. It has some of the links removed so she can keep it on her slender wrist. It appears to be a permanent installation. It's quiet for a little longer than it should be. Long, tapered red fingernails are the only feminine frill that she shows. They quickly disappear into fists. Making love with strangers, it's not a habit. Her voice is tough and hard when she's hurt. But so am I. Who is this woman? I don't think she's playing a game. Annie is her name. It's about time for the Take Control Patrol to get on the roll. I'm going to have to put skid marks on this sexy woman's bedroom floor. Never did that before. I like this lady. She's a no-questions-asked, self-propelled woman in her terry-cloth bathrobe. She has one foot pointed like a ballerina on her bed, and she's spreading body cream all the way up her leg. She's just finished drying and brushing that long, shiny, dark blonde hair, and it's still swinging back and forth with the motion. There are some places that are hard for me to reach, she says, and she smiles, handing me the lotion. A little girl smile. She's not beautiful, but she has an elegance in her eyes, supple legs, music in her laugh. This woman never asked me to come back the night that she simply stripped naked and slipped into my arms in the airport's pilot's lounge. She didn't invite me to stay today. And now she's acting like I'll never go away. She asks the right questions, and she remembers the answers. When she decides they're the right answers... She doesn't mind spending herself, and she doesn't wait for receipts. 
but she knows about playing keep away. There's a man's silver name bracelet on her dressing table, and she doesn't even look away when I tell her about the woman whose love that one night cost. No guilt, no apologies. There's an almost unnatural strength in her voice when she says, I know right from wrong, and so do you. She lights a scented candle, turns off the light, slips her robe to the floor, unfolds slowly full length on the bed, and reaches up for me. I came back today ready to play keep away, ready to fill my life with good food, good airplanes, and as many bad women as I could find who were willing to make the loss of a good one easier. Instead, I found this little dark blonde spark, a laugher, a strong, sexy, funny, smart, exclamation point of a female person. Where does that take control patrol when I need it? I got to put a stop to this right now. It feels like I'm standing across the room watching myself, kneeling on the floor beside a naked woman's bed in the sandalwood candlelight with my face on her belly and looking up at two surprised blue eyes, suddenly very wide open. Listen to the candle burn. Watch her thighs tense and then relax. Feel her breathing slow from excitement to disbelief. It is very quiet. I thought we were about ready for takeoff, she says, turning toward me and pulling her sheet up around her. And I heard that idiot in my body say, it's my good deed for the day and I was trying to be charming about it. The first time around cost me the love of my life. And it hasn't been very long. And I like you too much to make love with you from the neck down. Blue eyes and one curious nipple look at me from the bed sitting up on her elbows now like somebody who suddenly realizes she's just been thrown both ends of the rope. Ace, bodies make much more sense than minds if you let them. There's no such thing as the love of your life. No good deed ever goes unpunished, and charm kills. So come here and let's try this thing over again, she says. For the first time since you caught me off base, for the first time since our love left town, for the first time since I broke out of that heavy-duty fog in my head, seems like I'm splashing salt water all over my face. What are these tears? Well, that's going to make some impression on this naked lady pilot. Come up here and kiss me, Ace, she says. She calls every pilot Ace. Hopefully not under these same circumstances. First tell me about the guy who gave you that name bracelet, I say. She laughs puts both her arms around my neck and pulls me down hard.
That's part one of Love Comes When You Least Expect It. Any comments? My email is dick at dicksummer.com. Part two on our next podcast. Okay, time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.